we've been on people's podcasts who have, don't come from media. And I'm like, I applaud you. And I don't know yeah. how to do this because we literally came from doing this every single day, basically. And it is so stressful and so much work. And I mm-hmm. mean, that's where you see people fall off or that's where you see people keep doing it. But again, we went into this being like, this is our brand and we want it to be our brand. And people are going to know Natasha and Raquel, the millennial girls podcast. So. Welcome back to another episode of Chapter 20-something with me, Kylie McDonald. Happy Tuesday. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We're just going to jump right into it. We have to discuss the interview. Obviously, I'm talking about Seth Rogen's 2014 film that never made it to theaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been sitting on that joke all day. And I just said it out loud. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever said. (laughs) But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. Clearly, I'm talking about the Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, Oprah interview. If you didn't watch it last night, I'm telling you, you're missing out on one of the best cinematic masterpieces. I have not been that glued to a screen since Chris Daughtry was voted off of American Idol, I'm telling you, um, God, like every minute of that interview, they were just dropping bombs. Like they, you know what? They could have gone into that interview and said, you know, we love our family. We're just taking a step back. Like they could have done that, but they did not. As soon as Megan said that Kate was the one who made her cry over the flower girl dresses and she's like actually I did not make Kate cry um the reverse happened I was like (gasps) on my couch like shut up we're going there we're going there and then Harry when he's like (laughs) he's talking about his dad he's like yeah um he doesn't pick up my calls anymore I was like stop it like they are just going after it they're done done but yeah, it was a good interview, and clearly it's a complicated situation, but if the racial implications weren't being made about, you know, someone I love, or someone you or your partner was being treated in a way where the world is talking about them and nobody's going to stand up for them, walk away, and they're doing that. You know, I hope whatever family relationships they want to heal. I truly hope they could do that. But get yourself out of that situation. Oh my god, like how terrible. And I know they were giving Harry a little slack for being like, I was trapped, you know, my whole life I've been trapped. And everyone's like, bruh, like, you're literally a prince. You're not trapped. But his whole life, he's been told who he can and cannot be. And living under these such insane restrictions and with an eye on him the whole time. And yeah, that's an entrapment for sure. You're trying to just live your life and grow up and be who you want to be. And he hasn't been able to do that. And it truly does take bravery to walk away from that. Obviously with all the drama that ensues. um, But also to be a fly on the wall in Buckingham Palace last night watching that interview Ooh, what i would give oh my god were they watching was it like us watching the bachelor bachelorette where you know we're just screaming at the tv being like don't do it stop you're lying she's lying they're all fake or were they just taking it in you know i want to know i want to know i'm interested to see what the royal family will say if they will say anything at all um it's currently 6 30 p.m eastern time on monday so if anything happens in between now and then um 
sorry I missed it, but it will be interesting to see. And on a final note about that, God bless Oprah Winfrey. My God, like what? I tweeted this, but like she said and asked everything that I was thinking and wanted to know in my head. She followed it up like five seconds later. Like she really takes her job as a journalist with the audience so clearly in mind. It's just awesome. Like she she didn't let them get away with anything. Like <laughs> um, she was asking Harry about his relationship with his brother and you know he gave a politically correct you know vague answer and then later on <laughs> she's like oh what's Archie's favorite word and then she's like now Harry you didn't answer my question before what's your relationship with William like nowadays and <laughs> I was like yes follow up what a queen um, but I'm saying I know she has interviews on like Super Soul or whatever. Bring that to prime time. We need them on the network. A different controversial figure every week. I saw it all over the internet. We need her. We need her to interview Britney Spears. Um, that just needs to happen. So um, I don't have the power to make that happen. But if anyone out there does, give the people what they want. I will probably be watching it again just to like take more in, get some more entertainment. I'm telling you, way more invested than I need to be, but that was a good interview. Now, little segue into another good interview. <laughs> um, it probably <laughs> won't be Megan and Harry, but it's a pretty good interview if I do say so myself. Today we have the millennial girls, Natasha and Raquel. They are podcast hosts of the millennial girls and they're just creating a whole brand with blogs, YouTube. They're on every single form of social media. They're both from a radio background and they started this brand um, in the early pandemic days and they've just gone full speed ahead with it and they're killing it. They have a really great show. I've been listening to it, and yeah, it's always super inspiring and motivating to see women around my age in the same career field just going after what they want and really doing an incredible job, and it's also International Women's Day today, and I couldn't be more excited to have these two amazing women on the show, so enjoy them. The audio on my end isn't the best this episode. My Wi-Fi went out right before we started recording. Shout out Spectrum. So I had to do it on my phone with my AirPods instead of my microphone. So it's it's fine. It's just like not up to my standards, but they sound great. So just, um, you know, no, it's not normal. Follow the podcast on Instagram at chapter 20 something pod. You could follow me, official Kylie McDonald, and check out everything about the millennial girls at millennial underscore girls. Other than that, guys, hope you are having a great week, and I will be talking to you next Tuesday. Much love. Bye. Today we are here with the Millennial Girls. They have their own podcast, blog. They're just killing the game. We're here with Raquel and Natasha. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Oh my God. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I think, you know, we're in similar industry, dealing with the same things in our 20s and just living life. So we'll be able to relate on a lot, I'm sure. Totally. So, oh, where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you guys right now? We're based in Miami. Um, we both met at a radio station in Miami last year. We were working together pre-pandemic. We are millennial girls based in Miami. Broadcasting <laughs> yes. live. Not live, but I, broadcasting. How is it in Miami right now? I'm so curious because I feel like everyone's looking at Florida as like the, I don't yeah. know, this open area. The dreamland. <laughs> yeah. It's Miami, Miami is a dream place to yeah. be right now. I think a lot of people are moving here too for that reason. It's it's a weird kind of situation because you have to wear your mask when you go into certain places and everything, but people are coming. They're on vacation. Like I went to this pop-up store the other day and Miami beach was crowded with people all vacationing. And like, we don't want your COVID like go home. I don't want, <laughs> we don't want your COVID. <laughs> I don't want your COVID like go home. It's, yeah. it's weird because it's 
It's like you feel like you should be going out and doing all these things. And then like, oh, wait, snap back to reality. I'm still in a global pandemic. And it is nice, though, being in Miami because it's warm. So we can still eat outside and we don't have to deal with the igloos of the restaurants building the igloos (laughs) and everything. So on that front, we're lucky. But it is definitely a weird kind of like dreamland, like Natasha said. Yeah, I mean, it's it's let's put it this way. You're supposed to wear your masks around, but it's pretty damn normal. Like, that's just the truth. Uh, clubs are not open, but day clubs are basically, I would be very surprised if we don't have pool parties by the summer. Mm -hmm. That's just Mm. what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting for you guys, because, you know, all these people are going to Miami to kind of get away from the rest of the world, but you guys live there and you guys are like, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to work and like do my thing. (laughs) But like the party aspect, even before COVID is just a part of life and work there, I would assume. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And we worked at an EDM radio station. So mm-hmm. it was oh party 24 seven. I mean, literally <laughs> when I got the job at the station being on air, I was like, I'm going to be queen at the pool party. <laughs> yeah, that is my goal. And I actually, my, my show got sponsored by the day, one of the day clubs here. So it was like dreams come true. It was so great. But then of course everything came <laughs> to a down. I know. <laughs> once COVID hit, but yeah, no, it was really cool to have those months of like that fun and have the party aspect be a part of your lives and just kind of roll with it because mm-hmm. you really are living like the dream life at that point right you're getting to talk to all these djs and interview them and be at the clubs be at the shows and it just be like oh yeah i'm here like <laughs> this is how it is we are definitely oh super gosh. lucky in that aspect of things yeah it's so fun and such a great way to get your start too so let's go back to before um so how did you both get started in the radio business you can start because she has a longer journey than I, I have do. a longer, longer journey. So I went to school for multimedia journalism. I went to Florida Atlantic University, FAU in Boca, oh, yes. Florida. I always knew that I wanted to be on camera. We both grew up loving TRL and I always loved the VJ being the uh, connection between the artist and the fan, getting to ask those questions and getting really to get to know the artist. So I knew I wanted to go to journalism school, but definitely do like the entertainment side of things, which was so yeah. funny because- I remember in college, we were doing a news story and it was on like illegal fireworks because my professor was like, sparkles, Raquel, like, here you go. This is as much as I can give you. But I was like, okay, cool. Fireworks. Great. Uh, So I always knew I wanted to be in entertainment, music, that lifestyle, that kind of thing. I ended up interning at the iHeart station down here. And then from there, everything kind of just unfolded. I, I was a country music correspondent for an online digital website for four years called Stage Right Secrets. So I was in Nashville for two years straight, basically flying back and forth, but there more of the time. Uh, I was covering the red carpets and festivals and interviewing all the artists. And then I ended up working for the Florida Panthers, the NHL team here. I was their in arena host and their digital host. So that was kind of like my big, wow, you're actually doing it kind of thing because the website was freelance and it was kind of like, you know, you're earning your stripes, you're, you're, you're getting that footage for your reel. Uh, but then the Panthers was very much like, this is it. You're thrown into these long hours, long days, filming content. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot of stress and anxiety too on my body. And then uh, after the Panthers moved to the radio station where I met Natasha and I was afternoon. So I was on air two to six. I had my own show and it was just such a fun environment coming from sports and having to constantly prove yourself being a female in sports. It's so Mm -hmm. much on your mind and so much on your body. And I was just kind of like thrown into sports, I guess, because I was never like, I'm going to be the next Aaron Andrews. That was not my thing. I was like, I want to be, you know, a Juliana Rancic or, or that kind of direction. So, but getting to do the sports definitely made me a stronger independent woman that I am today. So yeah, then I got to, I got to kind of do the dream job and be on air at the EDM station and have fun mm-hmm. and talk to the, mm-hmm. talk to the DJs. And the, it was really cool because it's an independent station. It wasn't under an iHeart or a Cumulus or Entercom. So we got to do whatever we wanted. I was like, I want to interview Diplo. And they were like, we can try, sure. Reach out or we want to interview Martin Garrix. And they were like, okay, let's do it. So it was really cool in that capacity because I got to learn a lot about artists being an artist liaison at that point too, as well as being on air. And I remember when I first got the job at the station, our PD was like, Raquel, you can have fun. Like we love your personality, but I was so used to being like, da, 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 like in sports (laughs) being reporter. So they were like, have fun, be yourself. I was like, okay, be my (laughs) unicorn self. Sure. Let's do that. And that was really fun. And and then I got to meet Natasha. Yeah, too. that's and that's of course where we met. So my background was I actually went to Barry University. That's what brought me to Florida in the first place because I'm originally from San Diego. I graduated there with a bachelor's in advertising. So my background has always been in advertising and marketing. 
doing, you know, social media campaigns and stuff like that. And I've worked for just several different companies, including like the Sky Museum here in Florida. And going into the radio station, I went in actually doing the social media management for them. So I wasn't even on air at all. Like I was behind the computer. I was creating the content that you were seeing online, managing the website, the app, all that stuff. And then of course, but in the back of my mind, being at the radio station, I was going to find any way that I could to possibly get on air or to be able to have yes, any girl. sort of connection to that side of things, because I was the same as her, like growing up, like my show was TRL. And I always like admired the VJs and wanted to do that thing too. But I just never put myself in the position or gotten an opportunity to do so. I was always kind of in the background and still we were both dancers. We were both on stage. Like I was always like a stage girl. Mm -hmm, So I had that stage presence. So that was something that still came natural to me. I just didn't have the opportunity or put myself there. So once a couple of people kind of heard me, like they'd have me pop on in the morning show a little bit and I'd speak like a little and give my two cents on things. The PD at the time was like, oh, like, have you ever considered this? Cause you have a good voice. And I was like, yeah, I know, but you know, like, well, <laughs> I've never had the opportunity. So I needed to sneak in there somehow. So that's how I kind of snuck in. And then at some point the co-host for the morning show wasn't no longer there. So then they asked me if I'd like to jump in kind of like temporarily at the time. But of course in my mind, I was like, I don't want this to be temporary. I want to make it permanent. Right. So then, yeah, I didn't even know they told you it was temporary. Well, they were like, we're going to like have you in now. Like, would you like it? But they were like trying to have other people come on and see like, I wonder why you hated me. Replace me. So it's all their fault. Oh my God. (laughs) So I was on the morning show as a co-host. And then at some point Raquel came in and of course morning show at that time, you know, it's like five, six o'clock in the morning. You're not 4 a.m. You know, to be at work. Yeah. And she came in and I was like, I was thinking she was going to come in for my spot. And so that's what kind of like created attention for me. But I had to also like battle with myself and tell myself like, okay, I might be feeling that and thinking that, but she probably has no idea. Zero clue. Like, Zero. I was like, hi, I'm Raquel. like all my Thank internal. You. Yeah. I have so, no clue. <laughs> so we both were on like a couple days, whatever. I stayed on the morning for a while. And then I eventually, we both ended up winning. I ended up getting my own slot for middays and then she got her own slot for afternoon. So it was great. Cause she threw her show to me. I would have yeah. to come on mine. <laughs> yeah. Her- ended up like totally working out basically when we first met I thought she hated me like moral (laughs) of the story moral of the story is Natasha got the dream opportunity that everyone's always like if you get it take it and she did to be on air and I thought she hated me because of it and but then we were at EDC Orlando and she came into my room and was like can I get ready with you and I was like oh she doesn't hate me yes it's like okay I have a friend (laughs) yes you can borrow my eyelash glue sure and then now we're here Amazing. But isn't that, that's such like an important lesson there because especially in entertainment, I feel like it's so competitive and especially with women, you know, there's always this competition of like, is she going to take my spot? Is she going to, you know, do something better than me? And then I'm going to be left in the dust, but it's like, everybody has their own voice and their own potential to do what they can. And like you guys said, there's a spot for everybody. And of course it's competitive. I'm not saying it's all like a dreamland here. But you have to support each other. And you guys, I think, are a perfect example of that. I always say, you know, there's room for everyone. And when I was working in sports, I found a really great group of girls who also were in sports and we were super supportive of one another. And I think that's when I really found like you and your friends can win. You can all do what you want to do and achieve your goals and support each other, be nice to each other, be kind to each other, and not just be so vicious like there, it's not Seriously. necessary there's gonna be some horrible situations that happen don't get me wrong where someone's gonna come for your job and it's sort of they're fiending for your it's gonna happen it happened to me but you take that into consideration and you move on when it happens and you, you still mm-hmm. are lucky to have the great people around you who understand what you're going through and uh and you just keep moving forward and it is such a small industry too, where it's like, you need friends, you need people who you can lean back on and have mm-hmm. support you at the same time and a professional sense and in a personal sense too. So, okay. So you guys started becoming friends finally, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> we're working together. So how long were you working together before you came up with the idea for millennial girls? So we were working together for about a year. Again, like we didn't have a show together ever, but we would always kind of like pop on to each other's shows here and there. Like, oh, hey, I have Raquel here with me. And we'd, you know, do a quick break together before a song or whatever. 
But during those times, you know, we were trying to come up with almost like a side hustle. Like we were like, you know what, like we want to do more than what we're doing here because Again, like she said, with radio, you're limited to, you know, certain things as well for a million reasons. And so we were trying to figure out how we could do something ourselves because when we were together, magic would happen. Like we did a Martin Garrix interview. That was a really big stepping stone for us in our career because it went viral and it got picked up on all the EDM platforms, including Billboard. And so getting that published was like a big eye opener for us. Like, okay, like that was literally us. Like, we were the ones that like got in touch with whoever we needed to get in touch with to make sure that this actually happened. We made sure that everything was tagged properly and, you know, got it out to wherever it could. I mean, we did our own PR basically yeah. and we got it out and it mm-hmm. worked. So knowing that we both had that work ethic is kind of where we were like, we need to do something else that we can kind of further grow into. And then of course the pandemic happened. And at that time we got furloughed and we thought we were going to get our jobs back eventually that didn't happen. And so right at the beginning, we were like, you know what, we're at home, let's start something. And the podcast just seemed fitting because it was kind of like doing radio, but obviously like in our homes and our way, we had all the control in that. So that was kind of the beauty of it. And We wanted to translate what we were doing at the radio station into the podcast at the beginning. So starting it off, we were like, okay, if we're going to start a podcast, let's like have a bunch of the DJs come on and kind of interview them and talk to them and, you know, have that be on our name, not just the radio station. But when we started doing that, we started realizing not all the DJs are the most extroverted and we love them and they're the kindest, like they're amazing. But we were like, you know what, like, not only is it important to, especially audio only, right? I mean, to have, I mean, it's the same as doing an ad break on radio, but you want to keep people's retention. People Mm -hmm. tune out really quickly. So we kind of shifted gears and we had some more hosts come on and it got more entertaining and more fun. And I think once we had Chelsea Briggs on, that was a big one for us. Yeah. It's funny because we had known we wanted to do the podcast. It was always that word was thrown around. We even tried to do one with our other two on-air personalities at work, but we Mm -hmm. were so busy at the time because when everything happened, when the world kind of shut down was right before Miami music week and ultra music festival, which Mm. is basically our super bowl. Literally that's that's it. And we had just come off of the Martin Garrix thing and, and everything kind of really aligning. And we were, we were so, we put all of our eggs into the one basket, honestly, because we really were so determined to make everything just go so well at music week. And in a blink of an eye, it was taken away. So we had already kind of been like podcast, we want to do it, but we didn't have enough time. And it's a lot of work to have a podcast. It really is, especially when you do it right, because we're coming from a media personality, professional background. So you don't want to put something out there that's not good quality. And I mean, it really was a blessing in disguise because we got furloughed. We got to put all our focus into something to keep us sane as well and really learn how to make all of the decisions. Because when you are on air, you're really only 30% of the personality that you actually are because you do have the PD and other people above you, not necessarily telling you what to say, but how to shift your show and how to focus your show. And we are able to make all the call, all the shots now and, and learn then to make those decisions and not be like, Oh, the PD will figure it out. Like, no, we have to figure it out. We don't have a programming director. We are the programming director. Mm-hmm. We're also the boss, the artistic director, <laughs> marketing director, the sales head. So it's really, yeah. it's been a really great experience to learn how to do that with someone else, because I don't even know how people do podcasts by themselves if they don't have like Kudos to you because I don't know how you do it without having either another person or a team. It's hard. It really is. It is. And I think I underestimated how much work it actually is, especially, you know, like having another job on top of it. Mm -hmm. But like you guys were saying, I'm learning so much from doing this, you know, on my own and getting to meet all these people and hear about their experiences too. And learning more about editing and marketing and all this stuff. And it's like, all right, I'm taking this and I'm running with it. And we're just growing it. You guys really are doing that too. And you're doing a great job with it. I was looking at, you know, your website and your socials and you guys really seem to have a system down. And I'm wondering, how do you guys balance out the different tasks that have to be done? Like, how do you work as a team to make sure it's not too much on one person or the other? Like, how do you balance it off? Yeah, so I basically do all the editing any of like the creative content creation. So the graphics and color correcting video editing and stuff like I make sure that all the stuff gets out onto the platforms. 
She's the one who manages like calendars. So she's the one that's like, okay, I'm going to be the one to post it up on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You know, she funnels that out because we don't have a social media manager at the moment. Like, yeah. you know, the automated ones. I do more um, of the like social marketing kind of, I guess, because I'll like do the, do the guests, invite the guests and do yeah, the like social PR. stuff. Yeah, the PR stuff that just kind yeah. of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been a huge piece as to how we've gotten guests on in the first place. I mean, it's really her network. And then kind of branching off of that and copywriting for social media and stuff. So we definitely like have our roles. Luckily, like it just happened to be that way. I mean, we got lucky in that regard because I know not everybody can like, I guess, split them up so well. And now, especially, you know, when we have like emails coming in left and right now that we've been trying to get featured and stuff on other podcasts and do swaps and stuff. She's the one that's always like, okay, email, email, email. Like she's, Mm -hmm. she's the one that's communicating. And I'm the one that's like editing and creating. I like look at your calendar. We yeah. have an invite. Yeah, yes. I'm like, wait, have to, she's she's the one that has to like tell me what's happening with the calendar because I'm like, yeah, no, I just I just accept. <laughs> I'm like, okay, put it in the calendar. Like, okay, I will be there. Thank you. Yeah, pretty much. She's like, I'm there. We have two interns too, which has helped so totally much, Amazing. which has been just the greatest. Like, they are godsend, our savior. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, we love you. We bow down, yeah. and they have helped yeah. so much. And with those duties, we kind of both delegate and just like, you yeah, do this. what's helped us a lot with that, I think is the momentum because yeah. without them, I think we wouldn't have been able to pick up the pace with the podcast as far as like marketing and getting it out there and, you know, doing what we need to do because we are literally on every single freaking platform, including like, LinkedIn. We are on Instagram, there you go. Mm-hmm. We're on LinkedIn, we're on YouTube, and then of course the podcast, Twitter. Apple, Spotify. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on TikTok. Oh yeah, and Pinterest. We're on Pinterest. So uh, I don't like. I think the only one we're missing at this point is Snapchat, and we're trying to figure out Clubhouse right now. So <sighs> it's just you know, uh-huh. it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's so, so you know, with them helping from SEO like blogs and stuff like that, and then outreach, it's been been super helpful because it's those easy tasks that I think like if you kind of set it up for success they can just like go 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 sure. and kind of get it done on the side while we can like work on our craft and yeah. then there's return with that we were finding it really difficult at, at I would say probably September because we brought our interns on in October and it was like the to-do lists are getting longer and nothing yeah. was getting done mm-hmm. and even though you know this is our full-time job right now because we were let go from the station but it got to a point where we both like burnt out and we were like okay how do we fix this and i was like wait a minute what if we bring on interns i interned you interned and that could really help with the task that we just can't deal with right now because we're trying to focus on the booking the guests and the actual content creation mm-hmm. and how good the podcast actually needs to be so that has been so freaking helpful and they're the sweetest and they you know we brought them on we're like open communication if you have a question ask we'll answer text mm-hmm. us it's fine like don't worry about it and I think mm-hmm. we also drew from horrible past experiences with awful bosses right <laughs> and we knew that we didn't want to be like that so yep. having those awful bosses in the past we're like okay how can we pivot and be the complete opposite because that's what we want to be. Oh, same. Totally. And that it all just shows your commitment to this project. We're not liking how things are done. Let's bring on more people. Let's get this set up and let's go for it. It seems obvious, but that's really the key to success. And that's like what you need to do in order to take things to the next level. And I really like commend you guys for just going after it 100%. Thank you. I actually want to add to that because last night I was watching JLo was doing something for coach. It was JLo and Jay Shetty. They were having a conversation and she was saying that the key to success, at least that she believes is you strive for the best. So you don't have to be the best, but striving for that is, I guess the key. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's basically what it is with us too. I mean, you know, we can be perfectionists and we want everything to be you know, the best and perfect. And when you have that audio issue and you're like, you know, wanting oh. to cut your head off with a podcast, freaking nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, we want to put something out quality and we want to do it right. And we want to do it the best way that we can. And of course, in terms of help us do that, mm-hmm. like if we were to sit here and be like, oh, you know, not every podcast has a Pinterest or, you know, a LinkedIn <laughs> and whatever the heck, 10,000 other ones that we just said, right. but like it helps still like, yeah, that's the thing that's underestimated is like, that's something that let's say we could do without quote unquote, where it's like not going to make or break us. But right now we're getting over 17,000 reach monthly on Pinterest. 
just from putting out content there. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so underestimated because every single thing that we're going to upload is linked to our stuff, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. our YouTube video, the podcast audio link. So it's just saying Pinterest, get a Pinterest. Pinterest. I would never think of Pinterest, but I'm going to have to hop on that train, honestly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just goes to show like other people might look at you and be like, why are you doing all this? Especially when you're just starting something out. I feel like, I don't know. I always think of what are people going to think if I'm just starting a Pinterest for my podcast or all these like stupid, not stupid, but like all these little things. And it's like, people are looking at like, Oh, Kylie, why is she doing that? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you have to ignore whatever's going on, whatever people are saying and literally just go full force. And it will, like you said, get return. The positive things will come back to you for sure. Yeah. I think it's also different if you come from maybe not a media background too, because Mm -hmm. I, I don't, you have, don't come from media. And I'm like, I applaud you. And I don't know yeah. how to do this because we literally came from doing this every single day, basically. And it is so stressful and so much work. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you see people fall off or that's where you see people keep doing it. But again, we went into this being like, this is our brand and we want it to be our brand. And people are going to know Natasha and Raquel, the millennial girls podcast. So and to go along with what you said, as far as like other people's judgment, oh, trust me, I have gotten feedback from people that have said the name is not fitting. Uh, I don't understand it. Or if they visited our Instagram page, they didn't really get like who we are and what we're talking about. And trust me, take the feedback still. And sure. there were things that were tweaked and mm-hmm. stuff that I think overall was an improvement in general for all of us. But yeah, I mean, people have definitely had their, you know, oh, you're doing this, but you're not making money. Why are you spending so much time? Oh, you, it takes you eight hours to edit an episode. Why? Like, oh, I, <laughs> I, I, know, like, I it. know. Yeah, it's, that's part of it. But I mean, I think it's the bigger purpose is the end goal that we want with it. You know, we, yeah. we have a goal. We want to get to a certain place. We want certain things to happen. And so I think just focusing on, you know, making those weekly tasks or those monthly goals or something and kind of achieving that. Like we had said, we had set out with the interns, like we want to make sure that a certain number of people are reached during that two hours that you're working and that's happening. So mm. making those things happen. And we're seeing has, the return. Yeah. It has given there us you go. That's awesome. So you guys started the podcast in April, correct? Yes. So what have been some of your favorite episodes, favorite interviews that you've done so far? So the podcast has helped me a lot just with kind of dealing with my own personal issues. I, I've been dealing with anxiety for a couple of years now and no Mm -hmm. one knew, no one literally knew I was dealing with it by myself. I mean, the people who only really knew is my parents because I live at home and they were seeing me going through these attacks and Mm -hmm. I opened, I opened up, I had, we had a whole episode on anxiety and it was the first time I'd come out and everyone was really nice and receptive about it because for me, it was just something that was like, I have to be perfect at all times. I'm a public figure, bah, like I can't, you know, I oh, can't I feel that, yep. have that mm-hmm. whatever. And so being able to finally come out and talk about it has helped so much. And Fine. again, you know, she, Natasha was so great and was like, what do you want to talk about? What do you feel comfortable with? And I was like, you know, I mean, I definitely want to talk about it and we'll just kind of see where it goes from there. It ended up helping. Like I had people reach out and say, you know, this helped me and this helped me realize that I'm have anxiety. So that was a really good episode that helped me. But my favorite, favorite episode was with uh, Chelsea Briggs. She's Billboard's digital host. And she's someone who I've looked up to in the industry for a really long time since she, yeah. you know, started Hollywire and sold it. And now she's on billboard, we had her on and we talked about self-love and I don't know, it was one of those things, the stars aligned, the episode was put out right when self-love was really kind of hot, hot (laughs) Hot topic topic. (laughs) because of quarantine and everyone was still stuck at home and trying to figure out how to love yourself. And it it was just, again, we had really good feedback on that episode. I felt like so happy cloud nine after we did it because I was having (laughs) Chelsea Briggs on our podcast and I I first met her. I think two years ago, she followed me back on Instagram. When I tell you, I had a heart attack and fell to the <laughs> <Yeah>. floor, <laughs> full on heart attack, fell to the floor. And then a couple months later, I saw her at the Billboard Awards and she knew who I was. And I was like, oh my God, Chelsea Briggs know who, knows who I am. And now to her being on the podcast, is just like, it makes me warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, that was a big turning <laughs> point for us too, because having her on and talking about self-love. I mean, the first, you know, I don't know however many episodes, you're still kind of trying to figure out like what mm-hmm. direction you're trying to go with the podcast. And so that's what I was saying earlier 
is that we started thinking we were going to translate what we were doing at the radio with EDM and stuff into the podcast, but then it shifted. I think once Chelsea came on, (laughs) (laughs) no, they did because they loved hearing about like the ultra stories and stuff that we did, but people care more about themselves and working on themselves. And especially with COVID and, you know, we've talked about self-sabotage. We've talked about anxiety, mental health, all that stuff. And when Chelsea came on, she gave like book recommendations and just some really good advice that I think was just like feel good for everyone. And so that really shifted our podcast into not a mental health podcast. It's just, we do talk about that topic a lot. I think episode to episode, but that was a big shift for us. I feel like we've turned into like the self help podcast, but still with the music influences, because we also changed it from interview style to being more of an open conversation. And that was also the biggest thing with having Chelsea on too. We were like, you know, you can ask us questions and it's the same way. It doesn't need to be just one-sided, which I think is what was so great too. And then it worked out because we had a huge DJ party paper on and we had told him, you know, this is an open conversation. And he was down to talk about social Social media media and comparison comparison culture. And I mean, obviously still plug your music and what's coming out, but his publicist emailed us right after. I was like, this is his favorite interview he's ever done. Or like, because it it wasn't really an interview. It was an open conversation. Because people want to talk about real life things and that's Mm -hmm. what people want to listen to too. Right. Um, Going off of that, you guys are being so vulnerable, opening up on your podcast. And when you know it's going out there and everyone's going to hear it and hearing your story, your deep dark secrets, it's tough. I know it's tough. So how do you guys deal with that? Just (laughs) with being so vulnerable? (laughs) You look a little nervous. Because no, the reason why is because she just had like basically had a panic attack the other night because of her saying too much. And this is the thing. Look, we're used to the radio, right? So in the radio, you have that filter, the music's going to come back on. So you can't really say that much, but with this, I don't know what it is that like the pipes start flowing. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I don't know, you just, you get into these moments where it's not that you forget that you're podcasting, but I think at least for me in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, give as much as I can to my limit because it might help someone or help someone relate But even when I do that, it is extremely uncomfortable. Like today, I just talked about for the first time ever on, that was on our podcast, right? Yeah, it's going on our podcast. (laughs) Um, I just talked about how for the first time, like a month ago, I binge ate to the point where I wanted to throw up. And I've Mm -hmm. never said that publicly. I've never even told Raquel that. I was like, oh, like it just came out and I was like, oh boy, like, here we go with that one. I feel like a psycho now because yesterday on Instagram, I had just come out of a therapy session and I was crying and I told Raquel, I think I'm going to pop on Instagram stories and talk about it. And I feel like a psycho. I mean, like, that's the truth. I I still put it out there, but I'm like, God, people (laughs) are going to think I'm mental because I'm crying on there. And then I'm talking about eating disorder. But at the same time, I'm like, I hope down the line, you know, when more eyes and more ears are on the podcast that eventually it'll have some sort of return or value yeah. for somebody. No, totally. I mean, also it's like, it's millennial girls. So we're, we're talking about all the issues millennials face, right? Whether it comes mm-hmm. to anxiety, so much mental health stuff, obviously. And yeah. again, eating, eating issues and disorders. And I mean, it's, it's therapeutic obviously too. And we're very big about talking about therapy and everything because we both started. So literally our first podcast episode of the year of 2021 was we started therapy, (laughs) like went into everything and everyone's like, Oh my God, almost every guest we've been on, on podcast guest has been like, Oh my God, therapy. And like, Mm. we love how open you are about therapy. And I'm like, why? Yeah, you should be open. If you're going, it's helping you. You need the help. Like the first step is admitting that you need help. People should be proud of themselves at that point that you're even going, let alone talking about it. I mean, like I I can say, yeah, Yeah, no, totally. totally. All ages. I've always been a pretty open person. Like I've never been someone to be like totally shy about what I feel or what's going on. So that's something that I guess is a little bit more in my comfort zone, but I have definitely like put myself in situations, like I said, like the story after crying and I'm like, God, I never done this before, but we're going to try. But I know with like Raquel, especially because she, you know, has more background in the entertainment. There's a lot of things that you're not supposed to say, or you want to hold off from being completely honest about your opinions and just stating facts, being in the industry because you don't want it to bite you in the ass down the line. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I don't, do you want to talk about it? I mean, yeah, I totally had a panic attack the other, like full blown. Okay. I haven't, I had a panic attack. I haven't had one in a while. Oh, uh, so, no, sorry. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? It happens. I know. Yeah. yeah, it happens. I had a therapy <laughs> session. I feel better. Um, no, I had a panic attack because for me, it's always like you don't want to say things that are gonna come back and bite you in the butt, and everything could always come back and bite everything. you in the butt. Yeah. Literally, someone could be like, "Oh, she's in therapy. I'm not hiring her because she's mentally unstable." But like, okay, right? You do you, boo boo. If you think that way, bye. Are you telling me I'm not gonna get hired after I cried on Instagram? I, <laughs> I mean, we're in it together, so it's fine. <laughs> But I'm just saying, you know, like everything could come back. You could literally post one thing like I like pink instead of purple. And someone could be like, well, our mood is really pink and not purple. So we're not going to go with you. Like, okay, cool. But that's also why we all have anxiety. Um, We are a guest on a podcast and the views were definitely different. And I was not like... They were asking, they were asking about personal matters of celebrities. And so it got opinionated and that's where it it was totally like, I'm sorry. They wanted it to. That's like, no, I know they wanted. Yes, of course. They wanted opinion. And and I was just uh like, you were honest. I was very honest. And I brought it back to like the industry, which I don't care. I'll say it. We have a huge problem in the entertainment industry of the artist or whatever, being just like the moneymaker and not thinking of them as a human, which is why there's so much death and suicide. And and I think that everyone needs to take a deep breath and a step back and be like, this is a human. Yeah. 100%. And brought up examples and stuff. And I was just like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that and said the name and this. And like, after like it full on brought me into a whole deep panic attack, like straight up, Mm -hmm. like panic attack that night, because I was like, Oh my God, what if like someone hears it? But I'm like, okay, whatever it is yeah. how it is and this is what is happening and I trust I feel the anxiety with you with that because I I've learned obviously you want to be careful with what you say and how you say it of course because it's a very sensitive environment especially online you know the way I guess that I calm myself down and I hope you know you guys too is at the end of the day it's podcast land which is a whole new world and we still don't have official rules to it yet so we really don't know the future of what what is going to be and maybe these things are going to be okay and we hope and you know what if it bothers people and if it's they don't want to hire you for that reason then that's not it for us you know yeah yeah and like you know your truth and you know when you're coming from a good place and i think no matter what especially when there's so many eyes on you that's all you can lean back on yeah. it. Like, I know who I am and I know what I say is coming from a place of love and truth. And it's like, that's all you can go right. with. And for me, it was more of so of us, like we are in the industry, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. work in the industry and set examples. And, and they were like, Oh, I was like, yeah, this is a problem. This is what's actually going on. Like it's different when you're the outsider and you're just taking in the gossip or the hearsay, but to actually be in the industry and witness it, that's what people never talk about. And that's why I was like, oh my God, I said too much. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Like it was literally just like a full on panic attack, full on panic attack. But you're trying to make a positive change in the place where you work. Correct. That's scary because you know, you're a young woman, you're just starting out. You don't want to like say anything to like, I don't know, mess it up. But it's like, no, you see something bad happening you got to make a change or try to, or speak up. And I know it's scary. Trust me. I like think about it all the time. I overthink literally everything I say, but Mm. like you have to do it. That's one thing that the podcast I think is teaching us is to definitely get out of our comfort zone. It's not easy because it's not just in podcasting, but on social media too. I mean, we all, you know, want to be extremely sensitive and, you know, not offend anyone. And, you know, and it's tough. It's tough. It's, you know, sometimes you want to be open, honest, real and yourself. And, you know, it, it might offend someone. (laughs) Yeah. I think literally anything you say is going to offend somebody. I think in today's world, that's (laughs) where we're at. Yeah. I mean, like, look, and this is the thing too, is like, especially if there was a good intention behind it and maybe, you know, it might bite you in the butt later. So many other people are so mean to us too. Like even, (laughs) I I didn't even tell you, I I interviewed a a K-pop artist the other day. We tweeted, oh my God, like she said, she loved my hair. And someone said, well, she's way prettier than you. Like, 
That's like, 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 thanks, like Twitter. No, no one <laughs> asked. We didn't talk about that. Like I hate that. Didn't ask you, like, but thanks. And no, and then this is the best part. So I post that crying story, which like hopefully I never do that again. Because I put a poll, I put a poll at the end and like some guy that I don't know who he is, like he answered no to whatever the question was. So the poll for like a good, like two hours was a hundred percent no. So I just looked like a total loser at that point. And then I was like oh waiting, like God. I was like waiting. I'm like, Raquel, can you please answer the poll or something? Like, I know. Yes, I, I meanwhile, I literally was having a nervous breakdown because of what I said on a podcast the day before. She's like, swell (laughs) thriving and then Natasha you just want to go on and be like guys I swear it's just one guy who voted no I know who it is I guarantee you I know who it is because he always says like something feisty and like you can leave bye yeah I I was like whatever I mean after we post it we should just not look back I get it yeah yeah, I get obsessive and like want to look and just it's out let it be there. Let it's it fine. There. Same, same. And it's like, you know what? You're never going to know what people are saying in their own homes about you. And it's like, you just got to leave it at that. Like, don't wonder, yeah. don't worry. It's like, they can yeah. say what they want to say. I'm going to live my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh. We listen to it and get our analytics up. I mean, thanks. I guess. <laughs> Literally. Yes. I'm like, as long as you're watching me, I don't care if you say you want me off the air. You're watching me. You're still watching. Yeah, you're I mean, still yeah. giving me the view. I, I don't guess, know. Yeah, uh, that vote counted as engagement. So thank, <laughs> you. thank you, ma'am. Whoever you are, Patricia 288, whoever, you know, yeah. <laughs> Bob. Oh my God. When you guys are giving your all into this podcast, other job wise, I don't know if you're looking for other jobs or waiting for a new radio thing to come along and you're both young live in your lives like how do you handle being a public figure and also just trying to figure life out <laughs> therapy yeah, therapy. that's, that's mm-hmm. the solution at this point it's, it's really hard it really is and it is it's been really hard for me specifically because I just went from like all these crazy job situations from working in Nashville to working in hockey to working for a radio station and EDM and being at parties and events 24 seven to being locked in my house, Yeah, for, you know, and you can't have that stimulation. So it's also really hard because, you know, in our industry and being a public figure, you have to stay relevant. That's, I think, been the hardest thing to struggle with and to figure out how to stay relevant and co- mm-hmm. like always reinventing yourself. And one of my best friends is always like, Raquel, you are the queen of figuring it out and trying to reinvent yourself. And you're like, okay, there's a pandemic. I'm going to start a podcast, but I'm also going to do reaction videos on YouTube. And I'm going to like always doing something. And even when I first started therapy, my therapist was like, oh, so are you know, you lost your job. That's awful. Da, da, da. But so are you doing anything? And I was like, well, I started a brand <laughs> podcast with Natasha and then I'm doing this and this and this and this and this. And he was like, so you're not depressed. Okay. Got no it. wonder you called me. <laughs> you're giving yourself anxiety. Got it. So, I mean, I, I think know. it's really hard. And again, we're always super focused on staying relevant and what the right thing to do is the right thing to say, the right sponsorship. And it's like, there's so much that goes into it and it builds up and you're just like, huh, but that's yeah, why it's I'm a lot so of grateful. Pressure. That's why I'm grateful to have her because again, if I was doing it by myself, bow down to you girl, because like <laughs> I would not be able to do it. For sure. No, no yeah, tough. definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely being able to be able to lean on each other has been a huge thing that's, I think, kept us going forward and like so strong. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, at least in my case, I haven't really done much outside of the podcast and the radio. I mean, I've been focusing a lot more on social media, so I can't say like work-life balance is not like the biggest issue. I mean, especially at that time, we were trying to start a podcast when we were still at the station and that was really difficult to do, obviously. And yeah. we started it once we weren't at the station anymore. But yeah, sometimes I wonder, I've been applying for jobs left and right. And I don't know what the heck is missing on my resume. We even had someone come on to tell us how to do our resumes I and listened. cover letters I and listened. whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, oh, so you heard me say I'm a LinkedIn yeah. girl. Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was like, literally doing. like, I'm like, I don't know what else to add. Like I'm put, I put in, I'm an expert at everything and I still am not getting hired. So sometimes I ask myself, God, like what if one of these actually like responds back and is like, yes, we want you for a 40 hour week full time. 
and a good salary, I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to balance the podcast and that. But when that time comes, which maybe, well, maybe it will never come, because maybe, right. maybe it won't we'll come. We'll just make the money off the podcast. No, we're that, exactly. I, I keep telling myself that too. I'm like, okay, these jobs, because I've been applying left and right all over the freaking planet too. And yeah. you don't even hear anything back. And it's so hard because it's not just us. I have so many friends who lost their jobs in radio and media because yep. of the pandemic and, and no one's still working. It's still, it's, it's just not us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, the world is in a horrible place, but maybe this is the universe's way of saying, you know, you guys are about to do something big and we're super grateful because we literally manifested our last episode of 2020 was to manifest getting picked up by a media brand and sponsor. And we did that in January, 2021. Look so at that. it's happening. It's happening. <sighs> Deep breaths. <laughs> yeah, seriously. no I feel like that's something that I am struggling with a lot right now is just not knowing what's next in like any sense of my life at all Mm -hmm. you know but it's like like you said you have to put it out there what you want take action to actually make it happen and just trust that the right thing is gonna come along why stress about it be happy where you are and just know that this is a journey Yeah. My therapist always says it could always be worse. Like when he said it to me, I was like, wow, you're so right. It could always be worse for us to even be able to do this and get this far and get our sponsor, get picked up by the media brand. I mean, that's so cool to be able to say just even for ourselves for those goals. So I think that's the number one thing that we're always like manifest it, put it out there. I truly believe if you're, you know, put the good out there, it'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. So We'll see what happens. Yeah. And even in your case, like where you are having to obviously manage both the full-time job and the podcast. I mean, another thing that the podcast has taught us is like, ask for help. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that it's the easiest thing to just grab someone because other people obviously have their own lives and they're busy. But if you think that, you know, you could do something better or grow or whatever, you know, your goals are, try to put out something like we did, like where you're looking for an intern and maybe even if it's temporary and figure out what you could delegate to someone else. That's a bonus to what you're already doing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, we had them sign like a three month contract and, yeah. you know, these were our expectations and like legit wrote a contract out, had a lawyer write one out and they signed it. And uh, yeah. And we signed them on for another three months. So, I mean, it's, it's also figuring out, obviously if it's effective, do it, but totally ask for help about it because people need to get experience, especially right now, like school's virtual, everything's virtual. So you're not getting in the field training. This is the, in the field training. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's how they're going to get it. (laughs) That's how we're getting it. Yeah. And I think a big lesson that I've learned from this podcast, and I'm sure you guys have too, is just like putting yourself out there, not being afraid to like reach out to this brand or this other podcast to do a swap or whatever, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, just like go for it. And something's going to come back. I think that's the key thing, you know, put yourself out there. Something will come back. If you put yourself out there and you put your hard work into it, it's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of work and stress and tears and, and, you know, emotional roller coasters, but that's, that's life. That's just how it is. Look, if any of the podcasts fall through, all, all we need to know is that we have a very cool group and we have grown a community of at least like-minded people amongst us. We've been meeting so many cool people just doing the podcast, having guests on or being guests on others. It's like, oh wait, we're friends now. I know. I know. At least that. that. So if you guys are looking into the next, I don't know, I don't know how you guys plan out your goals, all that. What do you want for millennial girls and for yourselves? I mean, I think our biggest thing right now is to monetize the podcast Mm -hmm. as quickly as we can. And that could literally be at December, 2021, that we make a certain number, but we're okay with that. You know, we gave ourselves kind of a time limit and like certain goals that we wanted to reach because we don't obviously want to do this for 10 years and not make $1 off of it. Um, cause it takes up a lot of time. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to monetize. And I think just a certain number. So whether it's, you know, having five sponsors or 10 or whatever, that's whatever it's going to take to get to that is, uh, is a big deal for us. We just signed on with the media group and, you know, we're kind of testing each other out. They're kind of new to podcasting too. So we're all going to kind of grow together and let's see what happens with that. I mean, again, that's really our biggest goal is just the sponsorships and being able to do like bigger collaborations in this medium. I mean, what they do is that they were doing events before COVID happened, the group. So they're still kind of like in our element. So like they were still doing events, they still do like DJs and and stuff like that. So 
hopefully down the line, like when this stuff opens up or at least in Miami, which I'm sure it will in the summertime, (laughs) Uh um, Uh you know, being able to do some of that stuff that we used to do again, get a taste of that. So whether it's, you know, emceeing, hosting or whatever, doing some interviews like on site and stuff, we would still love to be part of the industry in that way too. I think just brand awareness, right? Like that's what you want. That's why we're doing this because we want millennial girls podcast to be a brand one day, maybe be, we are the media company and we have podcasts under us and we get to do like live events and and hosting live things. And that would be the dream, obviously to have that and it be yours. But we're also at the same time, we're so open and communicative with one another. Like I know she loves to cook and and does cooking stuff. And I do my, my K-pop stuff on the side too, on YouTube. So I think that too is really important and you never know what's going to happen again, manifest, manifest those dreams and goals. We never know. We have our own like personal stuff. So like, I mean, uh, a lot of the stuff that gets engagement on my personal is when I cook, everybody like reacts to it. Everybody wants to talk about the food that I make or whatever. So I try to create as much content of that as I can on Instagram, but many times I've tried to translate that over to YouTube and it's been very tough for me to do that because it's just time consuming. But yeah, I mean, of course, you know, through millennial girls and that exposure, I'm sure like we would both love to do our side projects too, like our own things on the side. And like her, I mean, if she could move to South Korea tomorrow, she would, you know, <laughs> oh to God. interview K-pop artists and stuff. So it doesn't mean that millennial girls would disappear. No, but we just would love to, I think, be able to do all of those things at the same time mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Like you said before, Raquel, it's always about reinventing yourself and, you know, cultivating those interests that you have and turning them into something that you can totally. not only monetize, but just get fulfillment from doing, you know? Exactly. That's awesome. What? motivates you guys on a daily basis? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like today, maybe not flow. be the day. <laughs> today, well, today was rough. I was like, today might be. <laughs> um, well, there's different, I think there's different answers to that question. Her, having her motivates me because I know I have someone who is yeah. dependent on me, who's relying on me to, you know, execute my part of what we're doing. So that's a huge help. But I think also just still doing stuff that like feeds your soul and makes you happy. So when I get home tonight, I'm going to go home and watch my K-drama that I want to watch. And that makes me happy. And if I'm happy, I'm going to want to wake up tomorrow and post for millennial girls. And I'm going to want to do this or you know what I mean? Like all those little things you don't realize subconsciously all play into one another. So same thing with you. Like you're going to cook and that makes you happy. And then you're going to want to edit the video. It's just for me, it's definitely find the little things that make you happy. And that's what keeps me going for sure. And motivates me again, having a good group of friends around me too, who really support what you do. Because I mean, to the outside person, we probably look insane. Like we're starting this brand. We're doing this podcast. We don't have jobs. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, we, I get we, it. Yeah. you know, we look insane. Like it, <laughs> but we're doing it. But you don't, oh my you God. don't look insane. You look like people who are just like living their lives, killing it. She's dying over here. But it's Because true, I can't know? stop thinking about the crying on Instagram and yesterday's panic attack. I'm just like, oh my gosh. We are insane. There we go. We're we are clinically. But we're cre- creatives. We're all a little yes. nuts. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, no, look, sure. staying motivated is extremely difficult. <laughs> it, it is very difficult for me, actually, because I can be very depressive. You know, I can have my days where it's very hard to get out of bed. But I only see success for the podcast in my mind mm-hmm. and I feel it in in myself so or in my soul, whatever. And so that alone has just been a big driving factor because I'm like, this can't fail. This can't fail. Mm-hmm. This can't fail. No. Like that's something that I just is always in the back of my head. And so that's what drives me forward. Obviously having deadlines, of course. I mean, the podcast is supposed to come out on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. So, you know. Sometimes that's been a little bit of a time crunch, but it's got to get out. And it's something that, that we take seriously. I mean, again, same like she said, you know, having her on the other side, I think forces us to hold each other accountable for whatever it is that we need to be getting done. You know, we've talked about this a lot is cleaning out your social media is like cleaning out your closet. You got to, you know, follow pages that are going to inspire you. I follow all sorts from cooking pages to, you know, actual artists that paint. These are the things that inspire me dancers, because these are all parts of me. And, you know, when I see content like that, or even other, you know, entrepreneurs or other podcasters as well, especially the ones that, you know, have done it for many years and, you know, have a big following, I want to learn from them. So I always, every day consume content that is going to teach me something. Mm -hmm. I am constantly Mm -hmm. looking on YouTube for videos. I ask questions and I get my answers. 
there's not one day that I don't consume something like that. I'm always learning something because I'm like, yeah. how can I make the podcast better? How can the social be better? What are people doing? How mm-hmm. do I? So as much as she was saying, being an entertainment and you have to be relevant, that's my way of being relevant with the podcast is knowing what other podcasters are doing or online, you know, social media gurus or whatever influencers are doing. And yeah. we need to do that. That's how we stay relevant. Our whole Instagram DMs to each other is like, this is a good idea. We like this, this. It's like, and then brought up by like broken up by like a hair color hair or, like, or like nails. <laughs> right. and we're like, this is a good idea. This, we should do this. Oh my God, this person. Like it's all podcast 24 seven, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you guys, you know, you're obviously so driven, but it seems like you're a really good team too, which is so important. And going off just quickly on what you said, um, I heard something the other day, I think it was on a podcast and I'm like really mad that I can't remember, but it said, don't be around people who you like, be around people who you like yourself around. And I think that goes into social media too, because you know, you can follow all these people that you look up to, but it's like, if you're looking at them and you're feeling jealous or you're feeling angry because of something that's not okay it's like no be around people and inspire to be like people who you feel like you can be like and bring more positivity to yourself and I think that's like super important in life and on social media too you know because it plays a big factor in our lives for sure as millennials no I agree with that 100% (laughs) Um, And one last question, if you are talking to maybe your interns or anybody who's looking to get into entertainment, what advice would you give to them? Say What's it. so funny? No, no, I'm not saying Because we talked about a lot of this stuff before we came on. That's why I'm laughing. Uh, okay. You're, Say in, it. you're in for a wild Say ride. It. You're in for a really wild ride. She was like, don't do it earlier. And I was like, okay, we got to be like a little no, more optimistic. Because it, no, you know, I... <laughs> It can be You're tough. In for, it's very hard. So if you, you know, I always say I'm very lucky that I had dance growing up because I was in a cutthroat dance studio. South Florida mm. is a huge market and a lot of great dancers come out of here. I was not at like a rec studio. It was national champions. You were, you know, the stress that yep. I was put under then is the stress that I've been put under in the work environment as well. So you just, you have to be ready. You have to be ready to put yourself physically and psychologically through that environment because a mm-hmm. lot of people just see oh my god I want to stand on a red carpet in a sparkly dress and ask Sean Mendez like wh- whatever okay great that's awesome but what you didn't see behind the scenes is all the stress and the panic and like standing in heels for 12 hours and things going wrong and the microphone not working and you know people only see the glitz and glamour so I think that is definitely the number one thing that if you're going to get into this or if you want to you got to be ready for it. And if that's watching behind the scene vlogs or, or interning or, you know, reaching out to people like us and wanting to intern, like you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. It's, it's all yeah. or nothing. So that's mm-hmm. definitely my advice is you can't be afraid and just get ready to work your butt off. Yeah. Work, sure. work your butt off. I think bravery is a huge part of it. Um, even if you might be somebody that's shy, but you have these dreams or whatever, you just got to put yourself out there. Work um, it. We all have our moments where we're nervous as hell before something might, you know, whether it was going on air or whether it was an interview or whatever you might be doing presentation, you got to get out of your comfort zone. Like everyone says, I feel like it's so cliche of like having a tough skin. I think more than having a tough skin, because I was super sensitive going into entertainment too. Like the yeah. first day that I went on, I was like so nervous the words were coming out, but I was just like, not conversational, not like relaxed. Like I was just tense as hell. And like the minute that the microphones like, or the live was off, the guy that I was co-hosting with was like, get it together. Like, God, you sound so tense. And like that, that didn't make me feel better either. But, <laughs> I know that's awful. But he was also like trying to like calm me down and be like, dude, like, it's cool. Like relax. Like it's fine. And so what I was going to say is like having a mentor, I think is yes. a really big deal. And I personally never had one. I know she has, but if you can find somebody that's been in the industry or understands or whatever, you know, has some form of something in that, I think that's super helpful when somebody can at least give you like kind of guide you the way or yeah. give you some sort of advice that's going to be helpful. Because even in that day, that first day that I was on air, somebody had texted in like, I don't even remember what they said, but they said something mean about me 
And it made me feel terrible. Like, of course. And like, it popped up on the screen in front of me. So he like flipped the screen immediately and was like, don't read it. And then ever since then, I never read the text. And so I don't even know, maybe more people said stuff, but yeah, no, that was helpful. It's, it's hard. I definitely find a mentor. I've had some really great ones and have some great ones, but they need to be able to tell you the truth too. Like my mentors Mm -hmm. are not afraid to be like, they don't care about you. (laughs) They don't. Your employer doesn't a bleep about you. And I think having that realness has definitely helped too. So you got to find people who are not afraid of you and like, can be honest with you. And even when we were working at the station, when everything was kind of going down with COVID, I was like, they don't know us anything. They really don't. They're employers. Like they're not our friends. And I remember still telling you this and you being like, wow, yeah, you're right. And I mean, it is, it is how it is, unfortunately. So. Yeah. But again, it's having your own back and having your friends and the people that you can rely on and know that no matter what happens, I know I'm going to look out for me and push forward. And that's exactly what you guys are doing and you're killing it. And I can't wait to see how you just keep growing and keep seeing what's next for you. Cause I know it's going to be amazing. So I'm really looking forward to that. Of course. (laughs) Set that Um, in unison. So gross. Always. That was really beautiful. That was like perfect pitch too. I was was, like, We always (laughs) harmonize and it's not on purpose. It's just, it's been happening lately. We're we're, (laughs) we're getting too close. It's fine. (laughs) So tell people where they can find you and listen to you. On Instagram, we're at millennial underscore girls. It's two L's and two N's. Yes, spell millennial right, people. <laughs> we're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all the streaming platforms for the podcast. And then my personal is at Natasha Salahi. At Raquel Goldie. Perfect. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And yeah, this was so fun. I loved getting to meet you guys today. It was awesome. It was thank so you. fun. Thank you for having us. Keep in touch. Right. We'll talk yes, soon. Yes, absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.